welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. I'm Michelle, and we're we're continuing with the uh, we're continuing with the holiday theme and watching the holiday this week. Woohoo! The holiday is a 2006 film. It stars Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jude Law, and Jack Black. It was written and directed by Nancy Myers. Yes. So that's that's the big one. Uh, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 47 percent and an IMDb of 6.9 out of 10. I don't know. Like that's a little bit lower than I expected. I, not me, because it's critical, and critics are going to hate this kind of movie. Good point. Um, it's a lovey-dovey happy movie, so critics are going to hate yeah. it. Yeah. That sounds mean. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, uh, the synopsis of the movie is two women troubled with guy problems swap homes in, in each other's countries where they meet a local guy, where they each meet a local guy and fall in love. I would argue that Kate Winslet's character falls in love with two guys, just in a different <laughs> way. Yes. I, I would I would make the same argument. Uh, and I said this to you earlier, but it's kind of interesting to look at like the IMDb's of these actors. Yeah. Because Cameron Diaz, of course, has done a lot of romantic comedy type things. Not yeah. a lot, but she's done some. She's done more than the other people in these movies. Right. Uh, because you have Kate Winslet, who hasn't done really any other rom-com. She kind of got like sucked into like the Oscar nom vortex. Yeah. And then you have Jude Law, who who's not really done any others, although he's in the movie Spy, which isn't a rom-com, but he kind of plays the Rufus Sewell, <laughs> char- Sewell character. Like, sort of. I, I keep meaning to watch Spy, mainly just because the love of my life, Miranda Hart, is in it. Miranda's amazing in it. Like, I love that movie. It's a very specific type of comedy. Yes. I don't normally like that type of comedy, but I bought a two-pack of Spy in the Heat, and I freaking loved them both, which was totally <laughs> shocking for me. Right. Because I don't normally like a lot of the Melissa McCarthy stuff. But Jack Black, of course, is Jack Black, and he went on to make all the Jack Black things. <laughs> I mean, I love it. The, the reason he got this role is because she saw school. Nancy Myers saw School of Rock, right? And got a huge crush on him and the, thought he was just perfect. The, the the thing that like I found fascinating, like when I was looking at the trivia, was that that this movie was written specifically with these four people in mind. Yeah, she had the basic idea of her plot. Because I, I just watched the commentary, mm-hmm. and she talked about this in the commentary. She had the basic kind of basics ideas, but she mm-hmm. hadn't started writing yet. And she knew she she was really interested in Kate Winslet. She didn't think Kate Winslet would ever agree. And shock of all shock, she had Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz, and Jack Black all over to her house on different days. Yeah. She cooked for Jack Black. <laughs> her, her 19-year-old daughter came down and ate with Jack right. Black. And she told them all the story, and every one of them agreed to be in it. She said mm-hmm. Jude was a little bit later, but mm-hmm. she knew he was always the idea in her head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that... So so once she knew they were on board, she tailored the script toward them. Mm-hmm. I was like, that explains some things in this yes. movie for me. Because <laughs> other people wouldn't be able to pull off some of the Cameron Diaz scenes. or True. Whereas Jack Black, I'm, I'm going to say something really controversial. It's probably my favorite thing he's ever done. I I would agree. I love School of Rock. I'm also going to put a plug in for the movie Jumanji, which I recently watched. <laughs> Way funnier than I anticipated. He, but yeah, but he like, plays Jack Black in all those movies. Right. Like School of Rock, I love the other <laughs> sounds so dumb. But the other movie that like I just absolutely love him in, and I don't know why I have such I have such a love for the movie Orange County. Uh-huh. Which was like yeah, was hit, like him and Colin Hanks and Skylar Fisk. It was like it was like Ben Stiller directed it. Uh-huh. You know, like um, like say, Colin, like uh, Kevin Kline, John Lithgow, Catherine O'Hara. Like there were just so yeah, many, so like so that. many good people in this movie, and he is just the weirdo brother 
but it's in like it's slightly left of center to being like Jack Black, like he is, and everything else. Jumanji is weird because Jumanji, he's playing a girl. Yeah, stuck it because well, I mean, like if you're not yeah. sort of Jumanji, they can stuck him to a video game in mm-hmm. this in the the Welcome to the Jungle in thing. this iteration of Jumanji, and yeah. he is the character Brittany, mm-hmm. like that's her name. And Nick Jonas is in the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, if I'm a girl, I am romance and Nick Jonas. Like, that is my romance option. <laughs> That's an attractive young man. Mm-hmm. I have to say young man because my sister here on the same age. <laughs> right. But yeah, so so that's a really weird one. And then School of Rock, it, what Nancy Meyer said, and she, she was right on the point when she said it, he has a softness to him with those kids. Yes, And absolutely. she immediately, because she's Nancy Myers, is how her brain works, went, <laughs> she would be really good with a woman. Like, it would be really good to right. be in, a, in a romance because, because really that's... good with a woman. That's what, that, 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 <laughs> is, that is verbatim what she said I on know. the thing, is he'd be really good with a woman in a movie. Yeah. Because in, <clears throat> in School of Rock, he has, you know, John Cusack, but yeah. only sort of. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Like, that's why she wanted Jack Black specifically. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the composer for this movie, because composing is really important in this movie. Yes, it really, really is. Is, is the great Hans Zimmer, who is amazing. And I was telling Kia, I was telling you earlier, to put it into, into, like, blinders of the time, because I don't always think about time uh-huh. when I'm watching these. Hans Zimmer had to leave the booth that they were doing the commentary in to go have a meeting about Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. I assume it would be the second or it would third have to, one. It would have to be... Because the first one came out in the, in the when I was still in high school. It would be like 03 or Yeah, 4. yeah. Uh, the second one came out when we were in college because Anne and I went to see it together. The second and third one did. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. This, yeah, I definitely remember Anne and I going to see the second one but, together at the IMAX. But yeah, so he went to go have a meeting about that. He left That's amazing. He left the commentary, and he was, she was like, he has a meeting about Pirates of the Caribbean, so he's got to go. I was like, wow, that, huh. And then Jude Law's character mm-hmm. is the father of two little girls. Mm-hmm. And for Jude Law, that was the most natural thing in the world, right? he had three small children at the yes. time. And I was like, yeah. I forgot he had that many. Yeah. Yeah, he was talking about how natural it felt for him to be a dad, and mm-hmm. that comes across in the movie. It really like, does. It's one of my favorite things about him in this movie, is yeah. watching him with those girls. I was, Yeah, this this is going to come up when we discuss the movie. For the most part, and for the most part in this movie, I don't really care about Graham and Amanda, like... I just, because theirs is the story in this movie that I don't relate to as much. That makes sense. Iris, like, I, like, Iris is my girl. Like, like, I am, I am with her 100%. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, yeah, it's like, Iris feels real to me. Like, Amanda's problems don't. Because, this is going to sound weird, Amanda is a Nancy Myers character. Yes. Like, because the thing she did immediately before this movie, like mm-hmm. the movie she did before, was Something's Gotta Give. <laughs> which I love, and we're going to talk about it yes. at some point, someday. But That movie just makes me laugh I love so hard. Since then, she's done It's Complicated with Alec mm-hmm. Baldwin, Meryl Streep, and, and uh, Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. She did both Father of the Bride movies, which I'd totally mm-hmm. forgotten yeah. until I was looking up stuff for this. But yeah, she, she did that kind of, like... Mm-hmm. This sounds horrible, but, like, people who don't re- have real jobs. I know that's a real job, okay? Right. But, like, Steve Martin and Father of the Bride it owns a shoe company. Yeah. And then, like, I'm trying to think. Something's got to give. Diane Keaton is a screenwriter. And Jack Nicholson is... I don't remember what he A playboy? He does. I, like, yeah. I don't know what he is. He's, like, he's famous for what he does, but I don't remember what he does. I don't what remember what he does. he does, yeah. So, I mean, all of these people don't really have mm-hmm. real... 
grounded things. Yeah. And like I said, it was just interesting with commentary, listen to her talk. Cause she actually went into this intending to do something different. Like intending to, <laughs> she, she fully believed. No, she fully believes it's a very different movie because from something's got to give. Since something's yes. got to give is primarily Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton in a house. Yes. Like that is the majority of that movie until you get Keanu Reeves for like two minutes, which is great. I, yeah. I love it a lot. But she wanted to do, she went into this with the brain of I'm doing an ensemble movie. Yeah. And so, but it doesn't ever feel like that because you don't have an ensemble together until the very end. And, exactly. Yeah. Like I think that there's like she would not agree with me on this because I listened to the commentary and she thinks it's a great movie and it's a great movie. Let me rephrase. It's, I love yeah. this movie. I we didn't say at the beginning. I love this movie. Like I enjoy it. Yeah. I actually I think it held up fairly well. There's a couple I, of little things that I question. I I think it held up. There's a couple little things that, that, that I'm like, eh, okay, fine. And Rufusuel is a twat, his character at least. Yeah, he Jasper's does, he, he is does the worst. that a lot. She doesn't think Jasper's the worst, which was really difficult for me to realize. Oh, Jasper's the absolute worst. Nancy Myers talked about how she wanted him to be uh, how to be understandable that he needed this woman in his life. No. But it was a toxic relationship, but he needed her. No. And I'm like, mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no, no, sir. No, no, no. Like I'm waving my like, finger around. No. Jas okay. On a scale of, like, of the Christmas movies that we've covered so far, we've only talked about Borrowed Hearts. I don't hate Jasper as much as I hate Jerry, Zoe's dad, and Borrowed yeah. Hearts. It's like, but I still hate Jasper. I, was I like, would say I hate him as much as Dave. Yeah. Borrowed Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the the fact that she said that just blew my mind. So I was like, wait, Jasper's supposed to be slightly, like, we're supposed to understand that there's a th- that there's something about him that needs her. See, and he's a cheating butthead. Like, yeah. no. The the first thing that I ever saw Rufus Sewell in was a a made for TV uh, miniseries uh, called Helen of Troy, and he's fucking Agamemnon. Yeah, and so yeah, that's right. so. I just automatically, I see him, and he's the worst. And so, <laughs> first thing, the, the first thing I saw him in was a Knight's Tale, right? So, so yeah, once again, kind of the worst. And so I was like, oh, also, I'm fairly certain he's in. He's the uh, he's the king in Tristan and Isolde. I think so. I, yeah, and so yeah. But is there like I think there's a show he was the good guy in at one point, wasn't there? I wouldn't know. I mean, I gotta hope he was a good guy in something, because I like him. I'm sure he has been. But just not the first things that pop into your head. Yeah. Like, anytime I think of him, like, I automatically think Agamemnon and and Jasper. Yeah. Well, and she got some really good background casting in this movie. Cause we got, she did. We got Sarah Parrish. We got Ed Burns. We got Rufus Sewell. Yeah. I mean... Okay, for a split second, when you said Ed, when you said Ed Burns, <laughs> I immediately thought, it was like... No. It's like Ed Byrne was on this movie because my brain automatically thought of the Irish comedian Ed Byrne, not Edward Burns. Yeah, sorry. The Hollywood actor. Yeah. yeah. Now I want to see Ed Byrne in this movie. <laughs> I will say there was a disconnect when she was talking about it in the commentary and she said she really wanted Ed Byrne in the movie and I went, wait. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong Edward. We're good. Okay. But yeah, so so she's got some really good background casting. Like there's a really... Mm-hmm. I mean, Eli, uh, Eli Wallach, who I didn't mention yes. yet. I mean... Arthur. Arthur is one of my favorite characters, probably in I, any rom-com movie ever. Because, like, Arthur is, for lack of a better way of putting it, like, Arthur is, like, the gold mine that you and I would search for in our lives. <laughs> it's true. So, like, I would, he, he's the, like, he's the guy that, like, we would search for, like, he was the holy grail. Of, I would like, sit at his feet for long, long periods of time and yes. listen to his stories, that's for sure. 
It's like, I, I know nothing about nursing, but like I would go to nursing school just so like I could be his home health aide, <laughs> just so I could listen to him tell stories all day. And touch his Oscar. Yeah. Okay. Did you, I don't know if this is in the trivia. The other piece of trivia that I learned about this in this movie, mm-hmm. you can't film an Oscar. Yeah. She tried to. Mm-hmm. Like she has a friend who has an Oscar. And so she had it in the movie and they, the right before it released, the studio caught it and she had to put in her substitute Oscar. Yeah. I was like, that's yeah. the most ridiculous thing I've ever oh, heard in dude, my life. There, oh, there are so many weird ass rules. But you can have Emmys and yeah. Golden Globes. You just can't have no, Oscars. No, the Oscar it's it's a whole other thing. Yeah, That's it's just really funny to me. There, I have heard some weird ass rules. This just seems really really funny to me. I yeah. couldn't help it. But yeah, she thought it was a stupid rule, so she filmed a real Oscar and tried to stick it in mm-hmm. and got caught by the studio. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wow. Can you imagine if she'd gotten away with it, like? That's why it's not that important of a piece. It, like, right. I mean, yeah, it's important to know he has an Oscar, but it's not important in the sense of you right. should ruin your movie and get yourself in trouble. <laughs> I just thought that was really random. Rewatching this because I, I haven't watched this movie in, in a couple of years. Yeah. It's been a few years for me too. Yeah. It's, it's been like, I've definitely watched it since I moved over here. So I've definitely watched it in the last five years. Mm-hmm. I just can't pinpoint when it's, it's just kind of one of those that I, I will have on in the background around the holidays. Yeah, this one my mom really likes. So yeah, have it on and I don't know why. Like going going into it last night, I had completely forgotten how it opened. Like I remembered, like I remembered everything. Like at the at the at the newspaper where Iris mm-hmm. works, I had completely forgotten about like having like the little snippets of like all of our major characters, and then like Iris's voiceover, mm-hmm. which. That just felt weird to me this time around, the voiceover, because we never get it at any other time in the movie. I just felt like it was Kate Winslet going, this is our story. Like, like so I was just letting yeah, it, like, in that know. way, I just let it. it, it I don't happen. know. It just, it felt a little weird to me this time around having, having a voiceover. I will say the other thing that cracked me up really hard at the very beginning is that kissing couple. Alex O'Laughlin from Y Five O is the guy. It really <laughs> threw me. I was like, "Wait, okay." I had a moment like watching that, like that dude looks familiar, but I couldn't ever like like really clue in on him. He is now the bigwig at the CBS franchise, like oh on the Y Five O franchise. Like that cracked me up because because he did rom coms for a little bit. He did, uh, oh man, what's the one? He did the one with uh, Jennifer Lopez. Um. Oh. Uh. Oh. The one like where she gets pregnant and then starts dating or something. The backup plan or something. Yeah. Something effect. like yeah. that. I can't. Yeah. Remember. He's I can't believe, he's in that with her. Yeah. I like, want to say like the only movie I've ever seen him in is August Rush, and he's Jonathan Rhys Meyers' brother in that movie. Oh gosh, I forgot he was even in that. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, like I, I just think that was really like it's a yeah. strange because and then you have the the weird movie trailer in the middle with Lindsay Lohan and James Franco <laughs> because Nancy Myers made the Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. And she happens to be randomly friends with. James Franco and James Franco and Lindsay Lohan know each other. So she just asked them to do this and they said, sure. Yeah. Like I, I will say like, I, a thing that I remembered was the thing that I remember this time around was that like thinking about that trailer and thinking like long time ago, like I'd watch that movie <laughs> like, based, based on the trailer. I would watch that movie that they're, that they're the, the deception. Yeah. Like Nancy Myers herself said one of those like obvious, really bad <laughs> action movies. I'm like, yeah, but sometimes those are sometimes, sometimes, sometimes those are fun. Like I've sat on this couch and watched like Die Hard, like the last Die Hard movies that are really not good, right? Or good movie that's very action heavy, John Wick. 
highly recommend if you can deal I with mean, blood like gore. Good, like, good God. Like, we've got a whole, like, Kingsman run right oh, now. Oh, man. Kingsman's so and good. the Red movies. Those are so good, too. Yeah. <laughs> but th- those are, like, 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 a mindless, like, explosion fest of a movie is what decep- that right. deception... It reminds me, okay, I watched, because I had nothing to do and it was on, that's the only reason it's got watched, that really bad Taylor Lautner movie where his parents are spies, and so he... I don't remember Oh, it. God, I know what you're talking about, and I can't remember the I name got shocked because Sigourney Weaver was in it, and so I was like, okay, this is yeah. going to be crap, but Sigourney's in it, Yeah, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I can't remember what it's called. I can't like, I'm seeing the trailer in my head. But, I don't care enough to look it up. But, but that's but. what it made me think of when I saw that deception <laughs> trailer. It's like somebody saw that and then wrote this script. <laughs> right. Because like, you have the really horrible line by Franco in the, mo- in the trailer for the movie. Like, Why do you it's have like, two guns? <laughs> because... Uh, I didn't think one would be, be enough. enough. It's like, oh. Right. I just thought that was randomly funny that they well, stick yeah. that in there. I just, I don't know what, but it also cracked me up. It was like when, when they're, you know, when Amanda's workers are showing her, the like showing her the trailer, like she's like, it finally looks like a hit. I was like, oh, you had to do some work on this one, didn't you? And, and of course her sister is John Krasinski. Yeah, and Catherine Hahn. And yeah. Catherine Hahn, who are both amazing. Yeah, which and, we've already talked about Catherine Hahn on, uh, she's in uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Right, yeah, yeah. And we love her in that, like, yes. 100%. She's like the only thing I love That's that the other thing about now. this. The other thing about this movie, you gotta give, they have more of a background than yes. anybody in How to Lose a Guy. <laughs> this is very... There's, that, there is that some is such, actual... That is such a low bar like to step over now. But but that there is some actual... like We'll get to it as we come to it. But there is some actual like character building and stuff. Like, Agreed. There's even some character growth in this movie. I know. Kia. Like, I was like, wait a second. Jude Law's character doesn't stay a... Really? Yeah. I'd forgotten that. <laughs> like, I'm, I remembered the broad strokes of mm-hmm. his story with, with Cameron Diaz or with Amanda. Yeah. I'm sorry. When I listen to the commentary and Nancy Myers calls them by their names and not their character names, mm-hmm. it gets confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, you, you get the broad strokes of Graham and Amanda. I remembered that. Mm-hmm. Didn't remember some of the, like, smaller details. I'd forgotten about the crying thing, although I think that's really funny. <laughs> Like, I'd forgotten about a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I remembered, like, the broad strokes. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Iris storyline, I was like, yes. Yeah. This is my story. I remembered everything about the Iris story. Like, the the Amanda and Graham. Because this is my problem with the Amanda and Graham story. I'm much more interested in Graham than I am Amanda. I'm just Uh like... Seconded. Well... And see, this is the thing. I wrote this in, like, three or four different places. Like, what I think... Mm. And even... Like, even Myers admitted it in some of the stuff. There's a tone thing in this movie. Yep. It's two different movies. Like, yeah. you should have made the the Holiday 1 and the Holiday 2 and made yeah. them two separate movies, given us some more, like, stuff of them all together at different points in, uh-huh. like, the first movie. And then, like, in the first movie with Amanda coming to... You know, coming to England and start mm-hmm. the second movie. Like, you could have done some stuff and played with that some. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It was just weird. Like, there's, there's, cause there's some tone shifts. Mm-hmm. Like, the movie has, like, two endings, which I'm fine with. That doesn't bother right. me so much. I saw Lord of the Rings. So, <laughs> so many endings. But, but, like, you go from some of the, like, like the, the, the doodly do scene, which is one of my favorite scenes I, in the movie. Oh my god, I love that scene so much. You're gonna hear me say that about every Jack Black and, and Kate Winslet scene. Is I love that scene, but they're they're doing this like doodly do thing, and then it goes to Amanda and Graham 
having like have just finished having yeah. sex and are getting ready to basically like have the feels talk. Yeah, and it's such a shift. It's, it's yeah. Like it's, you it's have jarring. Yeah, it, it can be. Like she does an okay job at, at marrying them at times, but I think that's probably the one thing that stops it from being a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Is there some tone issues? Agreed. You get the stuff with uh, with Miles and and Iris. and Iris where they're really starting to connect as friends. At the same time, you're getting like a, a mo- the mixed in the montage is Jude Law and uh, or sorry Amanda and Graham off by themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a really, like, that's a weird montage, other than, like, hey, time is passing. Yeah. Like, that's the montage. Not, oh, we're all apart, or, oh, we're all together. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird, does that make sense? Yeah, oh, I like I absolutely agree with you, my friend. Anyway. That's my two cents. <laughs> yeah, we opened the movie that really weird voiceover. I, I like it, and I, I can see why it's there, in that it sets us up for love is blind, love can sometimes be found for a night, you know, love yeah. is this, you know, sometimes love fades, and sometimes the most painful love is the unrequited love. Yes. And we start with her. And, and I mean, kind of, that's kind of Miles' story, too. He just doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and so that's that's an interesting thing to me, too. But yeah, so we get her, like, wrapping the Christmas present, all nice and pretty. Yeah. It just it's it's painful to me because I have been that woman. I yeah, you're not alone. I've been yeah. that woman too. Yeah, and yeah, it's 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 painful, but it's so real, <laughs> right? Like, there's but, yeah, but she plays it with such beautiful comedy. Yes, and that's the other thing. Like, but she also plays she plays it honesty. Yeah, she plays it honestly, but she also plays it funny. Amanda Graham is like a '60s rom-com yes and and uh miles and and iris Iris. are more of a i don't want to say modern but they're more atypical like they could but they also with their banter and stuff could be 40s s they could but but with their the way that they form a friendship first Mm -hmm. they feel more real to me like it's like they're watching the movie that Uh, graham and amanda are making i would agree with this that's what it feels like but yeah, I've been trying to put that into words all afternoon. Like, I could get the beginning part, <laughs> partially because of the Nancy Myers stuff. Like, watching the commentary was super helpful to get that, because Myers kept comparing it to Billy Wilder movies. That was the biggest thing. She Billy yeah, Wilder is that. a huge influence for her. Yeah, I can see that. And so she kept comparing, like, lots of the shots she did with Graham and Amanda to that. Mm-hmm. Like, even Amanda's... Uh, pajamas at the beginning of the movie is made because of like 40s 50s Mm -hmm. movies like it's like that's a strange thing um the kiss scene between amanda and graham on the couch Mm -hmm. is a little bit some like it hot like tony curtis and marilyn monroe there's a scene where it's like i don't feel anything nope don't feel anything yeah like it's it's modeled like it's not modeled after that, but Jude Law brought it up in a conversation right. with her, and so she immediately began to model it after that. Got it. And like, so there's so many influences on this movie that I find strange that she yeah. married them all together. It works most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. But yeah, it's just strange. The what like kind of like what we were talking about with like the difference in styles. I haven't seen as many of the like Rock Hudson Doris Day type. Mm-hmm type movies, like, but I have seen the one, like, the movie that is based on all of them, Down With Love. Oh, man. And Graham and Amanda feel very down with love to me, whereas, uh, 
for for lack of a better way of putting it, and because we're going to talk about this movie later, Miles and and Iris feel a little bit more like like a Barbara Stanwyck movie. Like they feel a little bit more like Christmas in Connecticut to me. I can see that. Like there there's something wholesome is not the word I want to say there, but that's what's coming to mind. <laughs> there's something not innocent either, but but nice about it. Like. Because she's not, it's not just the love story of her and Miles. It's also the story of the relationship between her and Arthur. Well, and, Iris and Arthur is so important. Like to like the, the Iris scenes, there are, you basically have, there's, there's basically like four relationships going on because you've got Iris and Miles, you've got Iris and Arthur, you've got like way in the background, you've got Iris and Jasper and then buried even deeper than that is Iris and her, like, like Iris learning more about herself. Yeah. Iris and herself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, there's something, I don't know. There's something about the Iris character that I think I connect with a lot. Like I said, a lot more. Like, than Iris Amanda. feel like Iris feels real and relatable to me. Well, and like, you've been here. I'm, I'm, I've been called a doormat by people that love me dearly and are trying to get me to not be one. Yes. And Iris is a lot like that. Uh-huh. Like she, she just is like, we open up the movie with her wrapping a gift for a guy who says he has a gift for her. Yeah. But says. it's not actually here. Yeah. Probably lost it in my car somewhere, but it's great. You'll look gorgeous in it. Yeah. That's a highly inappropriate gift, by the way, whatever it is. It's her ex-boyfriend from three years like, ago. Okay, it's not just that. It's the fact that he's been, like, he's still seeing this other woman. And, like, they're, they get engaged at the top mm-hmm. of the movie. And he doesn't tell her. Yeah. He had ample opportunity to go, hey, just so you know, this is probably going to get announced tonight. Since you write the wedding column. Yeah. Maybe you Which, should be aware. Her, like, I never, like, caught her name in the movie until, like, I was looking at the credits. And apparently her name is Hannah. But I'm just going to call her Sarah Parrish. Yeah. Um, she was like, when you have like her like talking with Iris, uh, just this whole, like the, uh, just this whole conversation between the two of them. And like, it's just a shorthand way of explaining all of like the baggage and hangups like that go with the Iris and Jasper relationship. But Sarah Parrish, man. Right. But I, I just love the whole, you know, like, but wait, like, didn't he dump you, like, for that drip who works in circulation or, you know, yeah. whatever, like, however it is she says. And just this whole explanation back and forth. And, like, Iris is kind of, like, getting emotional, but, like, trying to, like, get, like you know, maintain it. And it's like, does it look like I'm crying? No, it just looks like the smoke from my cigarette. And, like, she's just being that good friend. and but But still, like, she makes the point of, wait, he cheated on you, but you stayed friends. That no, she's like no. You should have like tossed him to the curb. Yeah. Well, and then and then she actually Iris says something else, and she's like, "Do you, do you realize how pathetic you are?" And Iris is like, "Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, how pathetic this is, and I I hate myself for it. Mm-hmm. But it is the way it is. Yeah. Well, and and going back to you know her like her having this gift for Jasper, it and him just kind of. Like, I like I don't know. Like he, it annoys me that like he doesn't appreciate mm-hmm. like like the the gravitas of the gift and like that this is something that like she put effort into because like she gets him like I never I never could tell like what the book is. They don't say the but title, but she she gets him a first edition of a book and she found it in some little bookshop they found together. together. Yeah, in Covent Garden. Yeah, and, and yeah. 
And so, and he's just like, he's like, oh yeah, this is great. And then like, go, you know, mentioning, you know, he has a gift for her and she's going to look hot in it. Like, I just, I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. I just don't yeah. like you. And, well, and like, like I said, for me, like the and moment. Well, well, and like the other, the other one, like in, in, you know, like she gives him this gift and he's just like, why are you so great? And it's. Oh, it irks me. He knows how to say the right thing to keep her in his pocket. Exactly. She is always going to be in his mind, always going to be there in yep. the background. He, she's the person he can send his pages to. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff with that that makes you very aware of it's how just, much he's using her. He, yeah, he's, he, he knows exactly what he needs to do to like keep her emotionally on the hook yeah. and, and doing like, and to be at his beck and call. Exactly. And, but he like to where he has no emotional investment from his side. Exactly. It's no work for him really. Exactly. He can throw a bone every once in a while, like throw just a piece of yeah. affection and then she's and hooked. She, yeah. And she will happily grab it. Yeah. So so then she goes home. I love when that moment she opens the door and just sobs. I know. Like, you see that's, the light come on. And that's kind of, like, to me, that feels like Nancy Myers Hallmark, like, that sobbing. Because yeah. that is one of the things that I laugh my ass off every time and something's got to get. Oh, my God. Just the, the prolonged wailing that happens with Diane Keaton. When she's character. writing. Yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> just at her, at her keyboard, just, <laughs> like, just this sobbing. And then she'll calm down and she'll have to think about the really awful thing that just happened just to start sobbing again. Yes. Oh man. And, but in this, it's it's more like Iris can't stop sobbing. Iris, yeah. Iris and and Amanda are such interesting opposites. Mm-hmm. When you actually like like from that perspective, I love that perspective of it. The opposite. Yeah, and, and like, and I get that they're supposed to be opposite, but to me, Iris feels like like that. There's depth. That there's something under the surface. Like Amanda just feels like such a shallow character to me. Once again, I'm pulling a lot from the commentary, but mm-hmm. because of just li- having just listened to it, Nancy Myers, I think mostly identified with Amanda. I uh, yeah, I think I, I gather for whatever reason I gathered that. From for me, that is her self insert from all the things she says. She actually went a year where she couldn't cry and would get the esophageal spasms. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's yeah, a, that's I, a for I real from that. her life thing. Right. I was like, that's crazy. But but so because of that, and and because she's she works all the time, all that kind of stuff. I think Amanda is more her than than we are like the, yeah the, and granted now the modern a lot of other women maybe like i work all the time i absolutely relate with her and you have to be tough to be a woman in a man's world and and that kind of side yeah. of things that's just outside you and i particularly relate to this is very true like, and, i can I, see it, I, I can think, see it resonating with other people i think maybe just like the self-insert ness of it like maybe that's why i just don't like it doesn't resonate with me because don't get me wrong like like i think they're great and like they have their place in fandom but how many like self-insert fanfics like do people like like i mean like everybody's written them like we've all written them <laughs> it's like we all have some of us have written way too many of <laughs> way too many it's like but like when it comes to those things like you're on, like you're mainly there for the characters you recognize, like yeah. you're, you're never really there for the, like for, for the, o, like for the, the OC. Yeah, it's true. It's like, I don't know. Like maybe that's like why it annoys me. And like, and it could be because I've been reading a lot of fanfic lately. It's fair. And, <laughs> and some of it is better written than some movies we get. It's very true. True. But, 
But yeah, I think that maybe the Amanda doesn't resonate with with us either because we don't have that that city lifestyle. Like we don't have that. And not that career isn't important, but career is definitely not the most important thing in your life. I don't have a career other than this is my career right here, but which is so sad. Which like it's not much of a career because like we don't make money off. Oh of no, this, no, so. not at all. No, I've this met more a, like this is a passion project. This is what I do with my time is what I right. meant. But like I. You know, I spend time with my husband. I spend time with my sister. I hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Saturdays are our D and D day. Like yeah. for us, we have. I would say, well, everyone but me because I don't have a job. Everyone else has a really good work balance. Yeah, work life balance because you you have to like. Whereas a lot of people in larger cities are with more. What's the word? More um, s- stressful careers. Mm-hmm are going to be more that like more that focused on that work yeah, part. And, 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 and I think we just don't connect with that. I don't know what it is. It's like, I like, cause I get that. And there we have watched plenty of other movies yeah. like where, where that's the case where it's the same type of character. Like it's somebody who like works around the clock and like, they're very good at the job and like, they're a badass, intimidating, like, you know, powerful woman. And like, and I get that for whatever reason, I just do not connect with Amanda on any level at all. I get that. And, and for me, some of that is I love Cameron Diaz as a person, but I don't typically connect with her in movies. I think she's hilarious. I just don't typically, connect with maybe her. that might be part of the problem because like the very first thing i ever saw her in was there's something about mary and i fucking hate that movie i've never even seen that movie i don't know the first thing i saw her in to be 100 honest probably with you. my best friend's wedding i didn't see that until i was in college so really? i got it yeah i, I given would, your bomb that surprises me um like the rom-coms that you watched no she wasn't a huge uh that was that was too early 90s I, we didn't do a lot of but anyway the thing I think I probably first thing I saw her is probably not thir- that wouldn't be the first thing I was gonna say Charlie's Angels is the thing that pops in my head first, mm-hmm. but I know that's not the first thing I saw her in. Like yeah. I'm, I'm well aware that's not the first thing I saw her in, but that's the thing that pops into my head first. Yeah, and in some ways Amanda reminds me of that character because there are certain things about Cameron Diaz that go into every character she mm. plays. Yeah, and I think maybe that might be another like disconnect. Maybe. I, I like I said I enjoy this I enjoy her in this movie but yeah I can see where that's a disconnect it's yeah. it's the I don't know Cameron Diaz and like and I, I say this about other like actors and actresses all the time it's like I I think they're fine people like and I think they work hard at their job I just have yet to see anything they're in that I like feel an attachment to that I connect with yeah yeah I'm right there with you I was trying to think if I even had any Cameron Diaz movies other than the Holiday. I don't think I do. I, I, I will, like, my best friend's wedding is probably, like, the only thing that she's in that, like, I will really, I will willingly rewatch. <laughs> but she's but not the love she, interest she, in that, really. Not. I mean, she is, but she isn't. <laughs> right. She's not the main character, yeah. at least. But, um, but, yeah, we, from here, we get the whole, uh, the, the breakup with Amanda and Ethan, yeah, and and that that part is is interesting because he basically gives us all the exposition position ugh, all the exposition we need mm-hmm. about Amanda. He tells us, you know, she's a workaholic. She's she's the only woman on the face of the earth who break who breaks up with her boyfriend and doesn't shed a tear because she can't. Yeah, like I wrote, she's a neurotic workaholic. Like yeah. that's you see that. Like she is a little paranoid. Turns out she was rightfully paranoid. Yes, because he tells, oh, I didn't sleep with her. I didn't sleep with her. Okay, yes, I slept with her. I've been sleeping with her. Are you happy now? 
when she decks him, yes. I am fully on board with that. Because, yeah, are you happy now? What do you mean, am I happy now? No, of course I'm not happy now, you twat. And, and she gets the, like, I love the spasms, even though I, I get that they're Nancy Myers, like, from yeah. her own personal life. I like that because we see that she feels she is just unable to express it in the way that we are used to seeing. Right. And that, that is a different thing. I will say that is a hugely sure. different thing from most things. And there's a part of me, like, in some ways, like, I do kind of relate to it, but, like, I don't have, like, the, like, the whole, like, esophageal spasm thing, but... It's a weird thing, like, with the, with, like, the antidepressants that I'm on. I don't cry anymore. I, I get very emotional, and, like, I feel teary. I, like, I can't act, like, I don't actually cry. It has been a long-ass time since I actually cried, and that was because my, my meds needed to be adjusted, and one day I just spontaneously burst into tears in my cubicle. But, like, I, like, there are times, like, like, emotionally I feel like I need to cry and I want to, but just like my tear ducts don't actually work. And so it's like, I like, I relate on that level and like, and feeling like having that need to like, cause like, a, like a good cry can be cathartic. Uh huh. And I just, it's just like, I relate like having like that, that catharsis missing, like and and not really having anything to take its place. Like I like I understand like you know that like there's a frustration there and and like those emotions have to go somewhere. Well, and the fact that she gets judged on it. Yes. By by him. Like, like the, the way he judges her on it is so because he's awful. A, he's a bag of dicks. He really is. But yeah. So then that then we get the like trailer with her and Krasinski and, and Hall. Yeah, and her realizing like she needs to take some time off. Yes, um, yes, she does. She really Both does. Both women need to get away from their lives. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. We get that moment in the, which is a really weird moment, where she, where Iris turns on, oh, tur- she turns on, tur- turns on the hob and just starts to breathe it in. And the thing that she compared that to, and it made me laugh really hard. She yeah. got the idea from the movie Sabrina with Audrey Hepburn. Yes, because there's a part. Yes, where, where I, yeah, yep, yeah, that's where she got that. I kind of like, yeah, I had a moment of like. That reminded me yeah. of it. Yeah. It cracked me up because I was like, that's wow. Okay. So we're going to do, like I said, she just seems to draw from a lot of different things I find really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, so, so for a moment, it's like just a moment. Yeah. Iris, like she goes to put the kettle on and turns on the gas, goes to, to strike the match. And then it's just like, it's like you just see this, wait a second, and just starts inhaling the gas from the stove. And then goes, what am I doing? And she only like, does that because Amanda emails. Yeah. Like so when Amanda calls her a lifesaver, she kind of smiles because, right. well, Amanda just might have saved yeah. her life. Yeah. Like, she goes and, like, throws open the windows and, like, kind of slaps herself in the face. And she's like, low point. Very low point. And, like, Kate Winslet is so funny. Like She is. It is almost a crime she hasn't done more, like, rom-com type things. I mean, yes, or, she is a multi-award winning fantastic actress. And we all know she's she, amazing. Like, but her comedic stuff in this. And I know she felt really unsure about it based on different things that mm-hmm. I've seen with her. But man, her it's so funny. Like her timing I, is right there. Yeah, like I would love to see her do like to do some more like comedic work. She's so funny. Like there's some stuff in the dressmaker that is funny, which I haven't watched. It's funny, man. But the dressmaker takes a turn for tragedy <laughs> in the middle. I so never this thought is made for me. I never thought saying. I would ship Kate Winslet and Liam Hemsworth. Weird, right? <laughs> but it happened. <laughs> But it happened. Yeah. 
but but yeah, there's some really funny stuff in that movie. But there's a lot of like dark, dark darkness in that movie too. But I would have to check it out. But she has some funny moments. Like she's a obviously a dressmaker. And Leah Hemsworth comes in, and he's yeah. getting clothes made, and he takes his shirt off. And her mother and she both kind of have this, like, hello. They get the vapors, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Right. <laughs> like, that kind of look. But anyway, um, I just thought that was funny. But yeah, we get, you know, like, Amanda and, and Iris, like, kind of chatting back and forth and deciding they're going to, they're going to swap houses. Um, Amanda, um... Amanda asks if there are any men where where Iris lives, and so of course she says no. There are zero men, yeah. which is exactly what, which is in the movie trailer. Yes, which is in the movie trailer. I was like, and in her defense, I don't know that I would like consider my brother. Yeah, she didn't even think about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, um, and, and she tries to call him, and he says later when he says, "Oh, she tried to call me last night, and I never got back to her." Yeah, she was going to tell him, "Hey, don't go to the house." Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, and Iris is just desperate to be anywhere else. The, anywhere that Jasper can't get to her. Yes. And so they, they agree on a two week swap yep. over over Christmas. The the oh man, Iris boarding the plane. Yeah. And oh, man. See, this is one of those things where awkward works. Like yes. it's because it's awkward, but it's not in everybody laughing at her embarrassingly. Yeah. So. Like the guy gives her a grin and she kind of took hello. He's pretty. Like, he's a good looking man. And then, you know, here comes his, his significant other like, Oh honey, we're in the next row. We're in the next like, row. Like, Oh, sorry. And just moves on. And she kind of like smiles sheepishly. And yeah. Go. And yeah. And she gets a freaking email from Jasper while she's sitting there. Right. Wanting to know how he can reach her. And she's like, I need, and she sends him an email. It's very nice. It says, I, we both know I'm still in love with you and I need to get over that. Yes. You, like basically give me space, dude. Like I need time to get yep. over you. And so she flies to sunny LA mm-hmm. and Amanda flies. To, I love that Amanda, <laughs> Amanda daydreams in movie trailers. Yeah. That that that's a gag that that does crack me up. Like she daydreams in movie trailers because that's what her life is. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if you're a writer, you dream in in story and yeah, and stuff like that. So for her to dream, it makes so much sense for her to dream in movie trailers. It's uh-huh. just hilarious. Um, but yeah, we get. I do love like one like Amanda's kind of tirade of when she's talking about like how you know she needs to take some time off is how she wants to read books like actual books and not not just magazines she's like you know i i read all the reviews and then i buy the books and then i don't read the books and and so just to see this like two foot tall stack of books that she yeah. has on the plane atonement is one of them though i'm you like can uh, skip that one. throw that one out the out the plane just but, you know stuff like the kite runner yeah. and and it's like that um, one of them was a book on Lincoln. I couldn't tell what it was. Yeah, but yeah, I'd like you know, like it's it's shit that like I would do. Like I would like to take two weeks off and just sit home and read. But she doesn't seem like she's but actually yeah. enjoying it once we actually. Yeah, see I know. Which, weird. like, I, I think that's another thing that annoys me is like, like she gets there, like she gets to England, like she gets to the cottage, which agree, like, like making that like hike there, like I would be annoyed with that. But, like, once I got there, like, I would do the thing that I came there to do, which is, like, to isolate myself with books. Yeah. Like, it's like, but she's there for, like, three hours and is like, nope, I'm too, like, I'm I'm going back. 
but yeah, like she goes to the local store and gets all the all the carbs she wants to eat, and mm-hmm. and then she sells the booze, and then she settles back down to the house, and she actually does read a little, but it's like the book is boring her. Okay, we'll pick a ne- the next one. You, you have, have a plenty, stack. and not only do you have plenty, but Iris has plenty. Yes, but yeah, that that, that is slightly annoying. I can see that, <laughs> but at the same time, Iris definitely got the better end of the house swap because that see? is a amazing house. Oh, it's a great house. I would much prefer Royce Hill Cottage. See, that's so funny because I would actually prefer... uh, Normally, I'm like the kind of person you would think prefer Rose Hill, and there are aspects of it I really like, but nah, give me me the other house. I haven't told you how many times I have daydreamed about renting a cottage in the western counties of Ireland and just sitting there and reading. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, that is literally my dream vacation. That sounds great. I don't have a problem with that. I meant to live. That is a small place to live. No, for me, no. Absolutely perfect. For for me me. and my husband, that's a small place to live, and I need my space. Like, for you and your husband. Well, the, the the apparently the backstory in the the that didn't make it into the movie is originally Iris had a flat in London, mm-hmm. sold it to be closer to Graham and the kids to help out, and I was right. like, I love that. I wish that had been in the movie. Yeah, like which yeah that that's such a like character thing because well, Iris is a caretaker. It's what she does, and like and that that actually makes more sense because like I. I kept thinking, it was like, man, it's like a 40 minute, yeah, like a 40 minute commute, like that's, that's, to London. I was like, yeah, like that's sell the house. Like, get a flat. I was like, I wouldn't want to do that, but you know, but Graham lives in that village with yeah. the kids. So that makes a lot more sense. Once you like, once they said that, I went, Oh, that yeah. makes, like everything clicks into place. Now. I love that piece of backstory. I wish that were in the movie. Mm-hmm. Cause I love it. But anyway, yeah. So they switch houses Iris, I loved Iris's like run through and like this <laughs> yeah. is the best. Yeah. Also, I really, really want Amanda's bedroom where I can just press the button and the dark comes down. Oh, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. You have a technical like savvy husband. I'm sure he could rig something for I'd you. I'd never get out of bed though. It'd be a problem. This is true. Um, but yeah, I, we yeah we I love the we have the like a lot of my notes are just like very short and to the mm-hmm. point. Uh, with this, because I have, like, you know, after, you know, the uh, the the house, like, reveals we get, and, like, we have bored Amanda, and then Iris meeting Miles, when, like, he drives up with Maggie, because he's there to get stuff that Ethan left behind. Yeah, we get the Santa Anna. Yeah. The, uh... Meet cute. Yes. Legend has it that when the Santa Annas blow, all bets are off. Anything can happen. And I, I like... That whole scene where he leans forward and, like, pulls the thing out of her eye, like, that is such a good, like, yeah, once again, this is a Jack Black movie, guys. Like, we don't see, like, granted, I haven't seen some movies of his that I really want to see, like, The House with the Clock and Its Walls. Yeah. But it's just such a soft, like, I love it so much. Like, soft is the right word. Four, he's, four miles. There, there. Soft isn't no. Soft isn't right. There's a tenderness. There's to a miles. tenderness. He's a nice. He's an actual nice guy. Yes. Not a, not a Ross Geller. Not a no. Ross Geller nice guy. Okay. He's an actual legitimately sweet guy mm-hmm. who can't believe that this really attractive actress is dating him, which is really sweet. Yeah, like that. That's just really sweet for me. I like the whole like. This is my Maggie. I mean Maggie. Like not yeah. she's not mine. She's like that's just such a cute like fumble. Yeah, because he. Yeah, I just, I love the whole, I just love this, like, this first interaction, like, with, mm-hmm. with Iris and Miles, and, um, They're so natural together. Yes, they really, really are. Um, 
<laughs> oh, and I like we get kind of the, the reveal like Arthur like walking by with yep. like his nurse helping him. Um, so sort of a preview of things to come from there. Like my next note just says drunk Graham. Yep. Who? <laughs> okay. I I'm gonna say it. It's unpopular opinion. I like Jude Law. Like I know that he's kind of a not good guy sometimes. A lot of the time, maybe I don't know. But I enjoy watching him in movies. <laughs> There's something, and I said this later. There's something, something smarmily charming. <laughs> like, yeah, smarmy. Okay, but it's charming. <laughs> like, it's it's not a one to one comparison. So keep that in mind when I say what I'm about to say. There's something of an Errol Flynn there. That's fair. <laughs> That's that is legitimately fair. Because, like, I know he's like nobody. Nobody on the planet has ever been or ever will be as big of a man whore as Errol Flynn was. <laughs> and I was like, but it's like same energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can get that. Yeah, and, like just that same like smarmy is the right word. It, but yeah, it's it's smarmily charming, which is yeah. a weird thing to say. But it was the only way I could I could no, express it. it. That absolutely makes sense. But like, yeah, he charms I, me every time. Every movie I, I watch him in. Other than well, except this, for Alfie. Alfie, I just didn't like. I yeah. The I think the talented Mr. Ripley was probably the first thing I ever saw him in, uh-huh. which is good. It's a good movie. Um, but weirdly, like the the only two movies that I ever like really go back and watch with him in it, like it's this one and and uh, AI. Hmm. Which I don't know if you've ever seen that. I haven't, but I know his, I know the story and stuff. I well, it's it's Pinocchio. Yeah, is the story. But you know, I've seen he, clips and stuff. Yeah, like but he, you know, he plays he plays an android, like a gigolo android, and like there's just something about like the performance that he gives of like it's you know he's he's not even playing a person, but like somebody like who doesn't like understand emotions, trying to help somebody like trying to help another android who does and happens to be a kid and like trying to take care of this kid. Like it's, it's super fascinating to me. And like, I don't know, like his character in that movie stands out to me as like one of my favorites of Gigolo Joe. Yeah. And like, I, I just have this sort of like tiny flicker of affection for Jude Law because of that. And like this movie, Yeah. but admittedly I haven't like, like I haven't sought out a ton of his stuff to watch. I was about to say, I don't know what all I've seen him in. He's joining the Marvel universe now. He's joined it. Yes. He's in Captain Marvel. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Like there's something, there's something about him. And I, I couldn't tell you the first thing I saw him in. I can't tell you anything like that. I I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I know I've seen him in the Robert Downey, uh, junior Sherlock movies. Uh, I, I enjoy him as Watson. Um, I've seen him in Closer, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I can't even remember what I've seen him in. But I always, there's something about him that I always enjoy. I don't even, I can't, like I said, I can't even explain what it is. But he has this sparkle. Like I said, I think the Errol Flynn energy comes through. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like that. Like, that's the best way to say it. Like, there is there is a charmingness to him, but at the same time, you know what kind of man he is. Like, yeah, absolutely. He's not making any, like... Absolutely. Like, I I wouldn't... It's like, again, the Errol Flynn comparison, it's not exactly one-to-one. Not one, exactly. Because I wouldn't feel the need to, like, boil myself in detergent after, <laughs> like, coming into contact with Jude Law like I would if Errol Flynn were still alive. That's fair. But we get the introduction of Graham. He's completely pissed. He's off his face. Yeah, they... 
they have a whole meet cute thing. The, the they just I, I do love Amanda's forwardness after the yeah. the kiss where he's like she basically was like okay so you're not gonna meet, see me again and you don't remember who I am so you should sleep with me because I'm in a crisis and I want right. I want to I, I just absolutely love his line though this all sounded really wonderful until I became the Cabana boy <laughs> <laughs> once again it's the delivery it yes. is so charming and then. Uh, she also tells him, like, because they start they start getting to it, as you will. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, yeah, just so you know, I'm really bad at this. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? Like, she's yeah, like, yeah, my I, boyfriend. That, But that makes me hate the boyfriend so much oh, more. Oh, yeah. Like, no, you don't. No. Just no. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, like, but that becomes a recurring thing, is him, like, reassuring her that, no, that's not true. That dude's an idiot. Right. Which cracks me up. Like, I, like, I don't know what it is about that, like, cracks me up. So much, but it does. Um, but yeah, so then we go back, because we go back and forth a lot in this yeah. movie. When it's daytime in one place, it's nighttime in the other, so we get the... Which, it would be. Yeah, which, I mean, that's the, that's the way yeah. that the way the globe works. Uh, <laughs> and because then we get her waking, we have the awkward morning after. Yeah, awkward morning after. Where, she, uh, where she gets a call from Sophie. Yes, okay. Graham's, yeah, pretty, pretty much like the understanding from this is that Graham's life is complicated. Okay, but here's my question. Okay, and this is a question I've asked before. Why children that young have cell phones? Why do they have their own cell phone? I don't. Like I like my 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 sister in law and brother in law have a cell phone that their kids can yeah. use to call them at, at different points. But why would each of them have their own cell phone? Makes zero sense. I don't know. Anyway, that's just like that. For some reason, that niggles at me a lot. Like it's like that is there purely to throw us off the scent, and there yeah. are so many better ways you could do that. Yes, you could have him already on the phone and say something to Sophie as he hangs up. Mm-hmm. That's all you'd have to do. Or the phone rings, and he picks up. Hey, Sophie. Like that's all you'd have to do. Yeah, I, it it seems stupid, and I don't like it. <laughs> I I'm with you there. Um. And then we get Jasper. We get we get the cute Iris waking up in bed, like yeah. dancing. Well, this is we all we get like during this whole conversation, like with Amanda and Graham during the the awkward morning after. Um, you know, Graham is saying something. You know, like, well, you know, what if I wanted to call you? Yeah. And, and Amanda's like, well, tough because I'm leaving. Yeah. I have a flight out of here at noon, and like basically, like Amanda decides to stay. Like that's the. He he asked Spoiler. her to come have dinner and and he's yeah like, he's like he's gonna be having dinner with some people in the pub that night so if you're you know, still in town yeah, come if you're on still by in town, you want to join um, Amanda hey shock of all shock decides not to go home but to stay and have dinner later yes this is this is this is really stupid but because we're we're talking about her like staying and like being at the pub um, a thing that I really appreciate appreciate about this movie is the soundtrack yes because one we got her like dancing and like singing at the top of her lungs to the killers mr brightside which that is another cameron diaz staple like if you're gonna have cameron diaz dance right um but you know like it's one of the greatest songs in the world but then i also very 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 much appreciate the fact that we get not one but two imogen heap songs on this soundtrack Mm -hmm. one is frou-frou which was like the group that she was in and then another like imogen heap song so the, the yeah, like just for now and let yeah. go. Mwah. Like I, <laughs> I, Imogen Heave is like one of my lady crushes. Um. Uh, but yeah. Oh, we have like back in L.A. 
Jasper calls. Yeah, I was going to say, we have the really cute scene where yeah. Iris gets her own little dance moment. Yes. And then Jasper calls, and she just gets smaller in the bed. Yes. Like, the acting of that is so good. Because, oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, because cause Jasper's saying, you're the only one who can help me. I need you. Yeah. Let me send some pages to you. So she gives in because he he goes, he asks her, you know, you're in LA. Did you get a chance to wear that little red bikini yet? The one with the, mm-hmm. and she's like, you remember that? And like immediately she's back in. She's back hooked. Oh yeah. She's back in. And then he's just, he's like, oh, what darling? Like he's talking to his fiance, like Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. And he hangs up the phone and she's, she's just like sad, like dejected yeah. again. Cause she realized she knows she's been yep. pulled back in and she hates it. Yeah. But then we have her meeting Arthur. Yeah. Cause he's wandering around and he's lost. In the neighborhood. Yeah. And so she helps him get back home and that's when she finds his Oscar and Emmys mm-hmm. and, and stuff in the house, which it, like the whole scene is just great. Yeah. Although they say Cary Grant was from Surrey. So he was from Bristol. I was like 90% sure he was not from no, Surrey. No, he was not from Surrey. He is from Bristol. But, you know, that's just because I love Cary Grant. Had to throw that out. Oh, yeah. I knew that was going to come up. Had to be said. But But, but we get that, you know, he was, that Arthur was, he was part of what's known as, like, the golden age of Hollywood. Yes. And back, back, like, during, like, the studio system that we had back then. And Mm -hmm. which, which having an actor like Eli Wallach do it, he actually was in the, he started doing movies in the 50s, I believe. Yeah. Movies and TV shows in the fifties. Yeah. So, so he's got that actual. Like, apparently, he was actually telling stories about kissing Marilyn Monroe and dancing yeah. with her and stuff like that on set. So, to have that actual like history, he turned right. ninety right before they started filming. So, like, he has the actual gravitas. Yes. To be that guy. Oh, absolutely. Great. But the, it, you know, like we just have. I love like one like you know his his explanation of like the meat cute and yeah. and and detailing like to iris this you know storied history that he has being like in hollywood and how he started out as what was it like a western union telegram yep. delivery guy and, and he delivered one to louis b mayor's office and, like and became became louis b mayor's office boy and you know and then eventually like you know he became like a screenwriter and and all of these things yep. and um, you know, and they, they tack on like little bits of legend for him. Like it was his idea to add kid in the Casablanca line. Here's looking at you kid, you know, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Just to give him that, you know, storied existence. And like, I just, I love it. Um, and, and Iris, you know, seeing, you know, that he's just kind of there by himself. She sees like the TV dinner laid out on the TV tray yep. and, and invites him out to dinner with her. Like, that night. I'm new in town. She ma- and she does it perfectly because she makes it seem like he's doing her a favor. Yes, she's like, I'm new in town. I want to go out to dinner, and I don't really want to go alone. So yeah. why don't you come with me? That way, she's he's helping her out, and it's not her doing mm-hmm. be pitying him. Yeah, yeah, we get like this really great conversation. Yeah, he's telling her all these stories, and and finally he kind of like turns it all around, and he's like, you know, why is a woman like you? on her own kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so she starts to tell him the story of Jasper and, and what's going on there. And starts to kind of break down in the restaurant, which is such a funny yeah. moment. And then he, he, but he tells her, he's like, you're, you're in, in Hollywood. There are two types of women. There's the best friend and the leading lady. You're behaving like the best friend and you're the leading lady. Mm-hmm. And she kind of just like, Starts to like sober up a little, like like not yeah. cry so hard, and she's like, "I've been seeing a therapist for years, and they haven't explained it to me that clearly. Yeah. You should be the leading lady of your own life." Yes, and like, that is Iris's turning point. In this right, movie. I, I I love her. She's like, she's like, she's never explained anything to me as brilliantly as you've just done. It was brilliant. 
brutal, but brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but that for Iris is that moment where she's realizing that that's the truth. She is uh-huh. the best friend in her own life and no one should be the best friend in their own life. Which I totally get that. Yeah. Oh, I think we both <laughs> do. Like, like, because I have actually used that, like I have used that phrase in a conversation with, with our friend, Anne of like, I, I told her one day, I was like, we're especially in America, you know, we're, we're kind of led to believe that the fake sort of American dream of like, you can go from, you know, essentially, like, you, you can beat Annie. You can go from, like, little orphan child to, like, you know, to... You know, to, to having a billionaire yeah, for a dad. To having a billionaire for a dad. You know, like, you can't... You you can have it all. All you just have to do is, you know, like, uh, find a dream and stick with it. And by golly, you'll get there. Like, you'll be rich and famous one day if that's what you're after. And... And, you know, and I told, like, I, I made the comment one day, and I was like, I was like, it finally occurred to me, like, now that I'm in my 30s, it's just like, yeah, no, that's never going to happen. And and I, t- I pointed out to, to our friend Anne, I was like, I was like, I definitely had the realization one day that, like, in my life, no, I'm the role of the best friend. I do not have a leading lady part. <laughs> it's like so. So that was that was definitely something from this movie that 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 has rung true for me. It's like, um, but the. Like from there, like going back to over to England, we have very hungover Amanda because apparently she drank like every bottle of wine in the pub the night before. Um, And I have this is where the charming, smartly charming came in. Yes, Mm -hmm. go ahead. Well, I was gonna say once again, I'm going back to the back to the tape. No, back to the (laughs) the commentary. The moment because because once again, we've talked about my love of Cary Grant. Okay, so. That moment where he's watching her, like, be kind of silly. Like, she's like, because he's like, I didn't have anything to do with taking the bra off kind of thing. And she's like, but you were here. And she's, like, being very melodramatic. And he just kind of smiles. Yeah. Apparently, that is based on Cary Grant Catherine Hepburn. Because, yeah, because when with Spencer Tracy, this was in, like, an article in, like, the 60s. -hmm. Tracy and Hepburn, which is the one everybody always refers to, by the end of a Tracy Hepburn movie, Hepburn is tamed. Mm-hmm. Or she's giving up her crazy antics. Yes. Whereas Cary Grant's characters always stood back and just took them and, yes. and just appreciated them this and is, never tried to change her. Absolutely true. Which is probably one of the reasons I'm massively in love with Cary Grant mm-hmm. and and will always be. Like just right. the way it is. And I love like Philadelphia story and bringing up baby. Right. Because he does. He just looks at her and lets her have these antics and just looks at her with this feeling and this Be- amusement because you get the idea that Cary Grant and it's like something that carried over into his characters is like he was a man who like didn't mind chaos it's probably fair <laughs> but but the same thing with with uh, Graham in this moment mm-hmm. he just is enjoying watching right. like he's finding amusement and fun in this woman's antics he's not mm-hmm. trying to change her he's not trying to tame her yeah he's letting her have her antics and like the moment that they use the word tame i went ooh, that's yeah oh i like that that's good right <laughs> like it just because because once again i'm a huge fan of both tracy and hepburn and and mm-hmm. grant and hepburn movies so yeah like for that comparison to be made like it, it just it makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah it clarified that scene for me in a way i don't know mm-hmm. that i had seen it in that way before yeah like he's he's not just sitting there, you know, being amused because she was drunk. He's amused by her antics. He yeah. thinks she he's enchanted with her. Yeah, I love that. That's a good way to put it. I had forgotten about this line, but I pre like 
in the age in which we're recording this, like I appreciated this line of Amanda is basically like, Oh, did, did we last night? Did, did something happen? And he, and Graham just like very pointedly tells her, he's like, call me old fashioned, but one does not have sex with women who were unconscious. Take note. So, so many people. Yeah. Like take, take note of that. All the notes. So it's like, and this was 12 years ago. Yeah. It's like, so, um, well, and Graham is a, a gentleman for all intents and purposes. Yeah. He makes sure he's not taking advantage of her. Even yeah. the night when she we, throws herself at him. We get the idea that he's just, just based on like the little kind of like clip that we get of him at the very beginning during, during Iris's like opening monologue uh-huh. that, you know, he's, and, and, and what we get from him, like when he explains his situation to Amanda later is that, you know, like certain certain times of the week he gets to go out and be somebody completely different from who he is. Yeah. And meaning, you know, he gets to go out and essentially like play the field. He gets to go to the pubs and, and he gets pick, to be a single guy. He, yeah. He gets to go to the pubs and he gets to pick up women. And, and it feels like with, with Amanda as you know, I'm trying to think of the way to phrase this. It's almost like he, he found what he, like he found like the ideal kind of one night stand, but then wanted more after. And they couldn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I mean, and, and they're really, their positions are really reversed in this mm-hmm. movie. He is very much the, the, what would be the normal female role. And right. She is the anti-commitment role. Right. <laughs> like, so it's interesting in that, that way. Uh-huh. Like it's just got that, that. Like there are little interesting things about like that story, as much as we say it's, it, it's the cliche one. It, there's something really interesting about sure. it too. And and this is where like it's like we get the red herring of she sees Olivia call and like hands of his phone and you know he comes back in from his phone call and and tells her you know like we we should go to town like we'll go out to lunch like to like to get to know each other and and she's still very reticent of like why I'm just going to be leaving in a few days anyway like why why should we get to know each other and he's it just tells her like because I'm running out of reasons why we shouldn't. Yep. And so she agrees and they go out to lunch and we get, we get more backstory on both of them. You know, we find out kind of why, why she's the tough person she is. Mm -hmm. You know, she was completely, you know, she was blindsided by her parents' divorce. Yeah. She was completely blindsided when they left or when they split up and, and that, that really like, cause they were the three musketeers and all of a sudden they weren't. And they didn't talk to her about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. They just, they were getting divorced and that was it. Yep. And, and so she hasn't cried since. Yeah. And, and Graham, we find that's how we find out both of the Graham's job and, and that he had a, mo- a mother and a father who both worked a lot and, and that kind of stuff. Like we find out all of this backstory. Granted the backstory of him being a book editor and stuff, not truly necessary, but I like that it's there. It's there. Yeah. I like that. He, you know, there, there are sharing, he's sharing everything, but the thing you should share but I understand why I completely understand oh, oh, why yeah. he doesn't share. Yeah. I, I don't understand why he, I understand why he doesn't want to introduce her to them. I don't understand why he doesn't tell her because she's leaving in nine days. I this, suppose. Th- yeah. Like 
why what would be the point yeah well yeah what would be the point when like right now like he's like he's got a perfect thing going right now yeah that's true so and then we get the really like romantic afternoon montage which is where the 60s uh romance movie comes in for me yeah like they're you know they're they're running through the trees and they're kissing and hugging and da 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 and i could do without it yeah absolutely like it's cute but i could like i could totally do without it 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 takes up time that I feel could be used like for other things to give Miles and Iris more time. Yes, because I enjoy Miles and Iris so much, but they don't have enough time. I absolutely agree. But yeah, the next thing we actually get, speaking of, mm-hmm. is Miles showing up at the door because there's a whole thing with with Amanda and Graham where Amanda and Graham like she's like you don't have to walk me up to the door and is pointedly saying I'm not inviting you in because yes, I get awkward like, and and yeah she's very pointedly telling him like I'm leaving in 9 days which makes this complicated and sex is what makes it, everything's complicated even when you don't have it she gets out and goes to the front door and yeah he, and this is like Graham is absolutely smitten oh yeah like this is where it becomes painfully clear how smitten Graham yeah. is and so but then we and then we transfer over to Arthur is throwing a Hanukkah, or, or rather, uh, they're throwing a Hanukkah party. Yes. It's Arthur. Arthur. Arthur wanted to introduce Iris to his friends. And so Iris ended up turning it into a Hanukkah party. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's uh, Arthur and two of his friends, and Miles shows up to pick up the laptop mm-hmm. that he needed to pick, that he was there in the first place to get. Right. Uh, and he shows up to pick it up. She She's like, well, do you want to join? Do you want to come in? And he winds up joining them at the table. And there's this really fun atmosphere of Jack Black and Kate Winslet and and the other three, the actual yes. three old timers. Like, all three of those guys had been in film and movie, mm-hmm. film and television since the 50s, early 60s. I looked it up because I was yes. curious. Every one of them had been, had done stuff starting one of them one of them started in the 60s everybody else started in the 50s yeah that is like for me i'd be like yeah i just want to be at that table i don't care what you film like i'll just stay here all day i i loved it because i'm i'm going to make a reference to a podcast episode we haven't dropped yet Mm -hmm. but this reminded me like this scene reminded me very much of return to me Yes. And and all of the, you know, like, all of the old men who just, like, invite him in and, like, he just instantly becomes part of their group. Like, it was it was so reminiscent of that for me. I can see that, and yeah. It, and, but I love that. Like, it's, uh-huh. it's a thing that, like, just the second that Miles walks in, you know, and, like, and Iris, you know, invites him to, to come in and join the fun. And he's immediately part, part of the group, like, and, from the get And they're talking and laughing and, uh... I believe they say something, uh, Jack Black's character, Miles, says something to the effect of, of teasing Arthur about being a ladies' man or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, there's only one woman for me. And the guys are like, well, yeah, the other two guys, because you found the best one to start with. Yeah. And so they talk about how much he loved his wife. And mm-hmm. that is a really good moment it for is. me. Because like, oh, you saw at the very beginning of the movie, during the opening montage, him looking at the picture of his mm-hmm. wife in her wedding dress. And... Man, that is his stuff is so good. Mm-hmm. Like I can't say enough. Like he is the best thing in this movie for me. Yeah, and and so yeah, you get that whole thing, and he, she had a nice laugh. What'd you say about it? What did they say about her ass? She had a nice laugh. Her ass wasn't bad either. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just so great. And so then finally, like. I love it. You get Arthur kind of looking between the two. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to play matchmaker for my girl over here. Cause he adores Iris. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so he, and he talks the boys into leaving and we get miles and Iris together. You know, Iris is telling miles, you know, Arthur, like he's given me this list of movies that I have to see. Like, and they all have some, you know, like 
powerhouse, like female lead. And uh, it was like, you know, like this list, like none of them are written by him, of course, because like he's so modest and, and, you know, she's walking miles to the door. And I love the thing that I love about miles is that one, he's just a very enthusiastic guy. Yes. But he has like, he has the, the enthusiasm like over the fact that like she's enthusiastic about something. Like it's one of those, like he's happy that like she's found something and like, and he like he, but he wants to be a part of it too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so he says, you know, well maybe we could see one together sometime. And, and you know, we get the, the whole like, you know, like, oh, yeah, sure, that'd be great kind of thing. He's, I'll call you. It's like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. And, and you get the idea, like, he's the guy who would absolutely follow up on these plans. But, but for him, it's not a date. It's just a friend thing. It's just, like, yeah, it's just a friend thing. He just really enjoys being in her company. I love, see, the thing that I took from that, once again, it's the, we've talked, I've talked about this before, about prote- protectors mm-hmm. and and caretakers. Yes. And Iris sending the brisket stuff home with him. Yes. It's such a moment for me because it's so important about her character. It's right. such a tiny thing. Yeah. But she wrapped up the food and is sending it home with the bachelor. Yeah. Because that's just what you do. <laughs> but also because probably this is just me headcanoning stuff. She's so used to doing that for her brother. Probably. Like you can't tell me she doesn't send stuff home oh. for him and the girls whenever oh. she gets a chance. Oh, totally. Um, but the this the the button on this scene also has like one of my favorite favorite things is you know Miles is you know he's talking about just like how great everything has been and like and he leans in to like give her like you know just like a, a platonic like kiss on the cheek and then like continues talking and then it's almost like absentmindedly he leans in to give her another kiss on the cheek and then he pulls back and he's like he's realizing like what he did he's like uh. Didn't mean to kiss you twice and linger on the second kiss. And then he <laughs> like, walks out the door. Yeah, and like, and Iris is just kind of like very amused and like shaking her head and like. And she touches her hand to her cheek. Yeah. Because there's probably, other than someone like Arthur. Yeah. And her nieces and, and her brother. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get that kind of affection. Definitely not from, from Jasper. No. The wanker. Such a twat. Um, I actually wrote Jasper Twat in my notes. I'm going to share that with you. <laughs> Jasper Twat. It's his full given name. Henceforth. Um, but yeah, so then it, go, it goes back to, to England. We have Amanda decides, like, fuck it. Why not? Like, let's enjoy a little complication while I'm here. And so she goes to Graham's. And really like, through through the the exchange that they have at the front door and like he's not inviting her in realizing oh you have someone here and then two darling little english children those are those are very cute kids <laughs> they're so cute and they're so real yes like, like especially the little one olivia little, there's something about olivia and, and and sophie too yeah but olivia just has like there's these moments with Jude law that are just yeah. i mean perfection mm-hmm. but th- here's the thing i have a question because okay. we have i have friends who have kids and so do you mm-hmm. and i i know people typically like they're usually less um he looks really uncomfortable with having her in the house at first to me a little yeah but i can't decide if that's because he's embarrassed about the fact that he didn't tell her or if he didn't really want her to meet the kids i think it's more that he's embarrassed embarrassed okay because he didn't tell her because it, like he doesn't invite her in and then the girls kind of take it take the option away from him mm-hmm. and go oh no we're going to introduce ourselves because you're still standing at the door dad move yeah but yeah i love the i love the thing when she takes the jacket off you look like my barbie yeah 
but the best moment is after he gives him the the hot chocolate. Number one, the she has more marshmallows than I do. You all have five. Right. Like there are, <laughs> the delivery of his lines are a father who has dealt with this before. Right. <laughs> like, this is not happening. But then you get the little girl coming over and crawling in his lap. Yeah. There's something about like their exchanges there. I don't know what it is, but it just. It feels natural. Yeah. Oh, absolutely it, it does. And yes, he had three little ones at the time who crawled all over him, and I'm sure that is a piece of it. Mm-hmm. But most little kids are not that good with people that aren't their family. Yeah. And oddly enough, this is once again from the thing, the little girl, her name was Emma, playing mm-hmm. Olivia, actually the baby of her family. Mm-hmm. Other girl, Sophie, actually the oldest in her family, mm-hmm. and her si- dad's a single dad, and she took care of her younger brothers and sisters. <laughs> so... Oddly enough. Right. Like, they, they got the right kids for the job. Yeah. She said it was really strange how that all worked out because that's not typically what happens, mm-hmm. but just happened this time. Yeah. And it's so natural. But yeah, like, the, like napkin head. I actually don't love napkin head. It makes me laugh. Yeah. I can see why it's funny. I don't know, it's just only okay for me. But then that moment where they go upstairs and climb into the, the, into tent, the tent, which that is a fucking awesome tent. That's amazing. That the other moment, the other parental moment that just, I don't know why stuck with me. They're climbing into the tent and I believe it's, it's Olivia says, says sit here. And he goes, okay, bossy. Yeah. Like, it's just the way he says, right. it. Like, let's not be bossy, please. Oh, please. Will you lay here? Like, yeah. <laughs> like it was just such a like small thing that didn't have to be in there, but it's the way a parent and a child behave together. That, that, that is, yeah. Don't see in a lot of movies. It's the, it's something that, yeah, I, that I was going to bring up of, that that the the relationship like the, there's never a doubt in my mind like you know this is Graham and like you know these are his kids yeah uh, because like it does feel it feels so real it feels very grounded and like this you know in contrast to you know what we just talked about borrowed hearts like like we talked about like how great I can't remember the the actress's name but, Sarah something yeah but like the little girl who played yeah. Zoe like. We praise, like, she felt like a real kid. However, there are times in that movie, like, it doesn't, like, you don't always get the feeling, like, oh, yeah, of course, like, Roma Downey, like, is playing her mother. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's very, it's very acted. This, like, to, like, as much as I know, like, like, fuck, this could have been Jude Law's kids, you know? Yeah, the way they behave together is so good. Like, just that, that small little, uh, someone's being bossy, or someone that effect. Like just it's just that like small chide that a parent gives to a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard that I heard that chide when I was a kid. I got in trouble we for that when I was a kid. It's just like that that small aside. Like we're in front of company, but I'm gonna. I still have to be a parent, even yeah. though we're in front of company. I, I don't know. Like there's something no, that just it's, clicked. Yeah. It's really it's really really great. And I and the, even the looks that he and Sophie exchange. That's I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Chef kiss. Yeah. That whole scene so is good. just, um, but yeah, we, we get, you know, we, we get the exposition that, you know, he was widowed two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, um, Oh, I'd forgotten. I have a line down in my notes. Um, I have a line down in my notes. What I can't remember if it's Sophie or Olivia, but you know, when they invite, like when, you know, when Amanda's been there for a little bit, one of the girls says, we never have grownups here that are girls. Which makes me go, how often does Aunt Iris come over? But she may not count. She doesn't aunt. count. Yeah. So she, she's an aunt. Um, 
it's nice. I like it. Yeah, it's it's. I believe it's Olivia and Sophie are kind yeah. of both saying it. Yeah. Um, you know, but but it's we. This is where you know we get the reveal of you know, of him talking about. He's like, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm their mother and their father. You know, I'm like I'm learning to sew on. Like I buy tutus. Like I read cooking books and sewing books and you know and all these things. And he's like, but when they're gone, I get to be somebody who doesn't have hot chocolate stains on his jeans. Yeah. Like, I, I love that line. And then they basically come to the conclusion that they are going to keep their distance from each other now because it wouldn't be fair to the girls mm-hmm. for them to get to know her for her to leave a week later. Yeah, exactly. And she agrees with that. Like, she doesn't... And It's and the mature decision. It's just really difficult because there is such an attraction. Yeah. Between and the two. a thing that we haven't pointed out, like, Amanda is good with the kids. Oh, she's great with them. Like, yeah, Amanda is great with the kids. And, like, and the kids absolutely love her. Yeah, it's like, but but you you definitely get that idea of like, okay, let's let's not form any attachments here when I'm you know I'm just gonna be leaving. Yeah, week. but she and she likes the kids a lot. Like you mm-hmm. immediately get that too. Like there's once he says that kind of like that yeah. they kind of talk about it a little bit and they're like, oh yeah, okay, and they built like the the shot actually I love there the the shot before it goes back to L A is them standing facing each other with the, this almost divide between like this yeah. great divide between them because they know that they can't yep. do anything more. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about it, but that shot was just really good mm-hmm. for me. Um, from here we get uh, Iris and Arthur mm-hmm. finding out like that basically like there's an, any, like any a writer's land. guild event. Yeah. yeah. A writer's guild event. They want him to come. They want to honor him. He doesn't want to go because there's going to be 11 schmoes that show up to see someone like him. And he doesn't want to walk across stage on a walker. And so Iris is like, no, no, no. This is the thing you should do. Mm -hmm. I will help you exercise so you don't have to use the walker. And I'll be your date. And I'll be your date. And she gets, like, all flirty. It's really cute. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just that. Like, that's that's the other thing. Like, this is a a love story, but not a romance. Yeah. Between those two as well. Oh, yeah, totally. And and he, she she talks about Irene Dunn at one point, because that's when she says, you know, they're all really amazing women. That Irene Dunn, like, I just watched the Irene Dunn movie. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, which Irene Dunn movie? Because you could talk to me about it. Anyway. Because uh, we also see in a montage later on in the movie, she's watching His Girl Friday. But then um, we get the three-way phone call, oh which is which was in the trailers. Yes. It's, it is really funny. It is. It's like, it's such a clusterfuck of a situation. Yep. <laughs> I, I love, because the phone call is essentially Graham calls to check on Iris. He's like, are you ever coming home? Yeah. And Amanda calls at the same time to just check on everything. Mm-hmm. And so she's switching back and forth. But she immediately like like after she switches twice realizes well, yeah, because you know she yeah she's talking to like she's talking to Graham Amanda beeps in mm-hmm. and then you know she she's like oh well hold on just a, you know hold on a second Amanda I've I've you know I've got my brother on the other line it's like oh ask him how he is and so like they're ba- like Graham and Amanda are basically trying to have a conversation through Iris but Iris realizes after oh, like yeah. Without very, like, like they, they have had sex. Because she immediately tries to switch back to her brother and go, I can't believe you had sex with the girl that was staying in my house. Yeah. He told you that? Oh, wait. You're not Graham. Crap. You're you're still Amanda. Oops. And she yeah. tries to switch again. And she does another yell. And it's still not Graham. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I must have lost him. I really wish we could have seen the scene where she got him and got to yell at him. That'd be because great. that would have been so much fun. Yes. But Amanda and she talk for, for just a second. And then mm-hmm. there's another beep. And she switches over, and it's Miles. Yes, to here to save us from yes from this pain. 
Miles is such a good guy, and I love him. Because um, well, because she's like, "Hello," and he's like, "I'm sorry, did I do something wrong?" wrong. <laughs> like yeah. the immediate, like, um, yeah. Um, from here we get what is probably like one of my favorite scenes in the movie, yes. which is like the the video store. Yep. Um, because one of like that is totally like some shit that I would have done. When we he's, were he's walking college. through the store. And he's testing her on the, or he's playing, he's he's humming or do to doing yeah. the different movie themes from different great movies. Yeah, but when he gets really loud on the, the Gone with the Wind one, it's hysterical. <laughs> also, yeah. one of the biggest cameos in this movie and the most random is Dustin Hoffman. Right, and that that only happened because like he was driving, Dustin Hoffman was driving by, and he saw like you know this production happening, decided to stop and see what was going on. There was like, oh look, it's my old friend Nancy Myers. Their daughters are really good friends, yeah. which is why they know each other. Yeah, right and so like yeah, that's how the cameo happened. And he, and it, she said he stayed there for hours yeah. just hanging out. <laughs> like that's so that's like one of the best cameos in any and movie it's ever. So because it's so understated. That's his own clothes. He's not doing makeup. Yeah. Nothing. It's just he literally walked in a, an actual blockbuster, which don't exist anymore. Yeah. That, that's probably the only thing that really ages this movie is video rental store. What's that? Yeah. Now it would be a red box. Or they'd just be scanning through Netflix. Yeah. You wouldn't even need to be in the video store. Right. But yeah, so then he turns... Miles turns to the window and mm-hmm. Maggie is there with some other guy. He, yep. Sees Maggie walking by with a, with another guy. And and Iris's face, because she knows what this is like. She she yes. has felt this feeling. She feels for him. But he goes outside and we, I love that we don't hear the dialogue. We just mm-hmm. see it. Like, that is great. Iris's face just pretty much tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. And, and that's where, like, you know, we get them back in Amanda's house. Yep. And, you know, and Miles is just like, you know, how could I be so stupid? Like, Why do I always fall for the bad girl? Well, you didn't know she was bad. I knew I she knew wasn't was good. good. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is such a great, like, I knew she wasn't good. Yeah. That is such a great lie. It really like, is. He's like, I knew she wasn't a good girl. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> I love this whole exchange that Iris has, like, where she's telling him how, um... Like, I don't like, believe most people when they say, like, they know how you feel, but I actually no. know how you feel. And, like, I, I love her whole little monologue of, of uh, like, I understand feeling as small and insignificant as humanly possible and how it can actually ache in places you didn't know you had inside you. And it doesn't matter how many new haircuts you get or gyms you join or how many glasses of Chardonnay you drink with your girlfriends. You still go to bed every night going over every detail and wonder what you did wrong or how you could or how you could have misunderstood and how the hell for that brief moment you could think that you were happy. And sometimes you can even convince yourself that he'll see the light and show up at your door. And after all that, however long all that may be, you go somewhere new and you'll meet people who make you feel worthwhile again. And the little pieces of your soul will finally come back. And all that fuzzy stuff, those years of your life that you wasted will eventually begin to fade. Which is followed by my favorite response of just like Miles like giving a deep sigh, just this sort of like exhale, and then just goes, Fuck, you need this more than I do. Yeah. And hands and hands her the booze that she had given him. And it's like my note was like like one of my favorite uses of a PG thirteen fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's like, damn, like this is not <laughs> And so he's like, We're gonna he grabs her, he, he now now the roles have reversed and yes. he's cheering her up. He's like, We're gonna go make it's some like, yeah, it's like now is chicken is Christmas fettuccine a thing? Because I've never heard of that, but apparently it's a thing. Because they make it and then we see Amanda with it like almost immediately like, after. I, I can see like one. My mother-in-law makes something for like that for Christmas. I just didn't know it was a thing. 
I didn't really know it was a thing either, but like we're Southern. True. Um, but, but I, like, it's also like for, I'll put it this way for people like who are like in like a relatively small group or like people who are by themselves. I can see it absolutely being yeah. a thing. Oh, yeah. Like fettuccine is so like, it's stupid easy and amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Italian pasta person. That is my thing. But, I'm well aware. But anyway, so they, th- then we get the, the montage some more. That, yeah. And that's where we get the His Girl Friday montage. Graham and Amanda are alone, whereas we're getting the growing closeness between Miles and Iris. Yes. And, and uh, Arthur. They're taking him to get a suit for the thing and and, and working out with him and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And the, oh, the theme music. That That is that, probably... That is my, my favorite scene in this movie. It's hard for me to say that's my favorite. That is my favorite Miles and Iris scene. Because there's a scene toward the end that I like... That almost makes me tear up just because I love, I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. And it's, it's when they go to the writer's guild. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm a sucker for that kind of crap. Like just total sucker. That Like that, I don't know. Like to me, like that's a whole like separate thing. Yeah. But, but, but it's, it's part of the yeah, movie. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, um, the, the doodly doos. Oh man. I, you the, know, that's Jack Black just messing around too. Like the, at the end of that the scene. The line, because, because he's playing, like he's playing Iris this, you know, this theme music that he's written for Arthur, you know, something that will, you know, give him like courage, you know, like to, to help him like walk, like walk across that stage. Give him his oomph. Yes. You know, to give him a little pep and, and then just ever so subtly, like it transitions into a little bit of a different tune. And, and he says, you know, I also wrote one that sounds like you. Um, and it just kind of like Iris, if you were a melody, and just kind of like lets that hang, and then just looks at her and is like, "I used only the good notes." Which this is the thing that I have it, to talk about because oh. I we're both suckers for music scores. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the way it is. Listening to Hans Zimmer talk about this was super interesting. Okay, because he talked about how at the beginning of the movie you have to, as a music composer, everyone has a theme. Mm-hmm. Just the way it is. Yes. So he had to compose two themes for Iris, <laughs> which was super difficult. But he said what he wound up doing is the first theme, the one you hear at the beginning of the movie and, and up to this point is an incompleted one. Yeah. And it's because my, cause she's still incomplete and miles sees the potential in her and mm-hmm. what she can become that he can see what yeah. notes she can fill out. And I just went, Oh damn, that was good. Zimmer. <laughs> like that was, that was like stand up and applause worthy. That, yeah. Like, like I, that was something like I, I had thought about, yeah, but yeah, Ugh, just hearing him, it. hearing that he viewed it in that way when yeah. he wrote it. I mean, this is a rom com. He could have just phoned it in. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, it's an Nancy Myers rom com. Very true. So the fact that he actually co- did compose two separate themes and made them complement each other mm-hmm. just like spoke to me. I was like, <laughs> that is that is amazing. I can't write music. I can barely. I can play on the piano slightly, sort of, kind of. But I love hearing people talk about that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It's just oh, sorry. It just blew no, my mind. Don't apologize. Um, but yeah, and then here we go, like what we talked about earlier, that sort of like disconnect of like this like wonderfully like charming moment with with Iris and Miles to like all of a sudden it's it's Graham and Amanda in bed. Which they because during the montage, at the end of the montage, they come back together, Graham shows up at the house. Yeah. And kisses her. Apparently there's a there's a deleted scene that because Nancy Myers doesn't release deleted scenes. Uh, she doesn't think it's fair to the actors to show a scene that's not been completed, whatever. <laughs> but there's a deleted scene 
where Amanda was eating in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I think they said it's not necessarily the movie. I totally disagree. Amanda's eating in a restaurant and they see, and she sees them and asks and, and they join each other essentially. And so mm-hmm. she's out with the girls and him in a restaurant together. That's so fucking necessary. And then, and then he shows up at the house. Yeah. That, Oh my God. Like how nice would that have been to see? Oh I my mean, God. I mean, yes. Jude law brings the heat and, and stuff anyway. And you buy it anyway. But to see another scene with her and the girls and him out in a public it, setting yeah. would have been so, like, so nice. Yes. It, it, it just would have, it would have given us something. It, it would, to me, then, like, Amanda wouldn't, like, the Amanda stuff wouldn't feel so shallow to me. Yeah. But knowing that that was filmed and they didn't put it in the movie, they yeah. cut it. To me, it, that's something that's missing. I'm, that like, been, angry now. But that would have been really good, right? Like, yeah. to, to just have a scene where, I don't remember how she said it. I think the girls ask Amanda to join is how mm. it works. They yeah. see, they're, like, they're both eating in a restaurant. Either way, I and, don't I don't really care. But they all join at the but, table, and she winds up hanging out with them while yeah. they eat. And that is yep. when he comes to her house. And this scene that we're talking about now is where he tells her he loves her. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're, they're, they're talking logistics. And she is her. And sees the worst side of things. And this is where I will agree I am a little bit more like Amanda. Because I would totally be like her and be like, well, in six months this isn't going to be working. Because mm-hmm. no one's going to want to fly back and forth that as many times as they can. Like, like we can't do this yeah, forever. Like, like, I can't be awake from work that often. You can't be away from the girls. Like, and- this can't work forever. And she's immediately going to the worst case scenario. And that's the way my mind works. So I'm on board with that. And he's like... And then she says, or, and he goes, yes, thank you. Or yay. And he kisses her. And she goes, or we can end it now. And he's like, Oh, that's not what I thought we were going yeah. for. But then, and he says, or, you know, we try. Yeah. Cause I love you. I'm in yeah. love with you. Which this, this moment of, of him, like he says, I love you. And her response after several very like excruciatingly long seconds is I wasn't expecting. I love you. It reminds me of like, it's a stupid comparison, but it's what it makes me think of every time. The movie Liar Liar, uh-huh. where you have like Carrie Elways and uh, and Maura Tierney, like they're 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 on the plane, they're getting ready to fly with the kid, like you know wherever it is they're going, and and Carrie Elways' character like it, like just leans over to Maura Tierney's and is just like, I love you, and she's like. Thank you. Because <laughs> that wasn't exactly the response I was hoping for. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what this always makes me think of. And, and like when, when she, she's like, I'm trying to figure out what to say. And he's like, well, if the immediate response isn't obvious, then don't worry about it. Right. Like that kind of solves the problem. If you don't love me back, then, then it's fine. I yeah. get it. And he's really cool about it. He's not a dick about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I said it. You don't feel it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And they go back to kissing. And we would assume have sex again. Who knows? Right. But I, I appreciate his, he's like, he's dejected. He's hurt, but he doesn't like fly into a rage. He doesn't get mad at her. He doesn't do any of the toxic stuff that you would expect him to do in a 2006 movie. Right. Which was kind of nice. Yes. That was kind of a welcome. And this, this is what I talked, like what I, I brought up a while ago of wanting to, to start talking about, like the writers and the directors of this yeah. is like, this is obviously like written and directed by a woman yep. who would have like an entirely different view of how a man should react in yep. this response, like to this response. And, and so, you know, we get, then we get the, the other side, we go back to 
Graham and Amanda, or not Graham and Amanda, we go back to Miles and, and uh, Iris. Uh, but then, so we're we're out to dinner with, or out to lunch, Iris and and Miles <laughs> and the accidental boob grace. That it makes me laugh every time. So funny, <laughs> like and, and life happens, man. That happens. It, it it absolutely happens. And the fact that he acknowledges it is just like, oops, my bad, accidental boob grace. Like, well, like that's hilarious. I, it's like I remember like quoting that like during college, just yeah. like, you know, because like as a group, we were always like constantly like in each other's spaces and like doing stuff. And like, I'd bump into Danny or something and be like, Oh, accidental boot grace. Sorry, everybody. Accidental boot grace. Josh and I've done that to now. Like we've been married, <laughs> we've married for ages and he'll be like, Oh, sorry. Accidental boot grace. And I go accidental. Okay. Maybe not accidental. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, like, the, like when you have a bigger chest, it, it happens. happens. You get used to it. Yeah. So yeah, that, that is such a real thing. I love it so much. We have, like, Maggie calls. Yeah, Maggie calls, and once again, Iris feels like the best friend. Yes. Like, Iris has been the leading lady, and now she's turning back into the best friend, but she cares about Miles enough that she's immediately like, go, go take care of it, yes. do what you need to do, I got lunch, are you going to be able to make it to, to Arthur's thing? He goes, I'm going to try really hard, I really, yeah. really want to. Well, I can't remember, because, like, the note that I have on here, like... I can't remember if it's like she kisses him on the forehead or he kisses he. he he kisses her. Okay, I can't remember. Just my my note is forehead kisses are underrated. They like I'm stealing that line directly from One Day at a Time, <laughs> <laughs> but it's very very true. Yeah, there's such a simple intimacy to that, like to to like to a forehead kiss that like. I, I love and we I do, we don't see enough. Well, and this particular one is also an apology. Yes, like, he doesn't necessarily like that he's doing this to her. Yeah, but it's a thing that he feels he has to do. Like he needs Maggie misses him. He need Maggie. He needs to talk to her. Like for at the very least, he, he needs some type of closure. Yes, I was with, just about to say with that. everything that happened. But he doesn't say that. Like we we are led to the assumption that Miles is going back to possibly get back together with her, and yeah. and Miles doesn't know what he's going to do. Honestly, mm-hmm. so you get that mo that, that that shot of Iris like just holding her drink, and just like she just kind of yeah. like dejected again. But but she's able to keep going. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't. The next thing we really see with her is she pulls Jasper's paperwork she, yep. out and finally starts to read it. Literally, she can't even read like a sentence before he calls. It's like he knows. Yeah. It's like he had a tracker. And surprise, Jasper's here. Yeah, Jasper shows up. Stalker. Like, she didn't invite him there. He's that needy. Yeah, so he Yeah, so he shows up. And, well, and he's That's where I read Jasper the Twat, by the way. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> And he, he's, you know, he's telling her things. He's like, you know, oh, I hated when you were gone. And, you know, just like, I yeah. had to see you. And just like, you fucker. Well, and she kind of falls back into his arms. Yeah. And then we flash back over to Maggie and Miles. This is something I didn't notice until it was pointed out to me. While Maggie's rant is, you can barely hear what she's saying. Mm-hmm. You see Miles' fingers moving, and I never noticed that before. Yeah, dude. He is actually doing yes. the fingering to to uh, the, the melody yeah. that he created yep. for Iris. I had never noticed that. That is such a small, teeny, tiny it's, thing. Yeah. But it is so good. It really is. Like, it is so good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But then we go back to twat face and Iris. <laughs> and they're, they're, like, all leaned up on each other on the couch. and. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we'll go away to Venice when you get back, and da 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 But she gets out of him that he's still engaged. Yeah. And she finally has her say. I just, like, 
want to set his hair on fire. I really do. She has had enough, though. Yeah. She channels all of those heroines she has been watching for the last two weeks. All of those, yeah, all of those women with gumption. And she lets him have it, and she is finally, miraculously out of love. (laughs) Yep. It's like, I've got a life to start living, and miraculously, you aren't going to be in it. And she mirrors the what happens at the beginning of the movie with uh, Amanda and Ed. Yes. Ed Burns' character, who I had just forgot Ethan. his name. Ethan, thank you. With Amanda and Ethan, and shoves him out the door and slams it in his face. That is just uh, another great... Like, yeah. It's and then she like, like fist pumps to the sky, and then rushes to go get ready, because she's got to go <laughs> to Arthur's thing. And... Arthur has a corsage for her, and it's adorable. He's like, I last time I went on a date, this was the acceptable behavior. I'm like, that is still the acceptable behavior, <laughs> sir. But, but the way he's so like, if it's going to ruin your dress, don't worry about wearing it. If it's going to hurt your look. Like, he is just so nervous yeah. about giving this woman a corsage. And I'm like, oh, honey. I just love, he's, he's like, if it's like, if it's going to ruin, you know, if, if it doesn't match your dress, or if you think it's too corny, and this is one of my favorite lines of the movie, is she said, you know, she tells, like, she's putting on the corsage, and she's like, you know, I like corny. I'm looking for corny in my life and he goes that's a good line (laughs) but so then they get to the the venue and this is the part that i like i am like i've said multiple times on this i am an old movie fan Mm -hmm. and so the idea of of an old movie screenwriter actor anyone walking into a room and the room being filled Mm -hmm. and they get the standing like i get that way oh who was it that was just at something that got a standing. I don't remember who it was, but someone came out and they got standing. I was like, of course you got it. But the person looks so embarrassed about getting it. Like, it's just, I don't remember who it was. I don't remember what it was. Betty White at the Emmys? Probably. And Betty is like the coolest lady ever. <laughs> but yeah, like, like that gets, that's me. the only thing that I can that, think of. That gets me every time mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. And he is so, like, taken aback at the fact that this place is not 11 schmoes. It is a yeah. packed auditorium. And he like that shot of their hand squeezing mm-hmm. is so good. And they walk and they walk down the aisle and they see his friends. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the stairs and he kind of hesitates. She lets him go because she's not supposed to go up there. And then the music plays mm-hmm. and he like bounds up those stairs yep. like only a cute old man can. And turns and gives the thumbs up to to Miles who's running in from the back. Mm-hmm. So cute. Yes. And then Miles, like, leans in, gives her a cheek kiss, and he's like, sorry, things took longer with Maggie than I expected, but it's over. It's done. No it's, more. Yeah, Maggie is done. I love these. Like, so, like, what do you do New Year's Eve? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, I'll be back in England by New Year's Eve. Oh, you know, I've never been to England? I've never really been to Europe. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just the, like, well, if I were to come there, would you go out with me New Year's Eve? You know, the whole, like, I, I would love to. Their reactions make my life because, like, they, like, you know, they've been looking at each other and then, like, they both turn to, like, face back to to Arthur and Miles just gives this very, like, solemn kind of, yes. Like, like the chest. Like, yeah. Like, like the fist pump. Yeah. Fist, fist pump. And, and Iris just kind of, like, like, she just, like, she looks up, she looks skyward, and it's just like, oh my god. Like, because, like, they, they kind of had a crush on each other. Yes. But they were friends, and that, yes. like, once again, I've said it in real life a number of times, I love romances that come from friendship. Agree. Like, there's such a deeper thing to them, especially in film, and, and in real life, a lot of times, too. Right. But, but yeah, like, the, I don't know, I just really love that that is what that blossomed into. Because then we go back to our rom-com ending, 
Mm-hmm. And we get, you know, she's leaving. Oh, they, they also have, like, a little kiss in there. Oh, yeah, she too. kisses I, him. I forgot yeah. that. She, after she says, yeah, she leans forward and kisses him. Yeah. Apparently, Jack Black didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I love that. Like, I, like right. I wish we could have seen that gobsmacked expression. Because he was, even in, like, the behind-the-scenes features, he was so excited working with Kate Winslet. He's like, I'm getting paid to stare at Kate <laughs> Winslet. This is the best job ever. <laughs> Like, that's all I have to do. Yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, there's some other things I have to do. But mostly, yeah. I get to look at Kate Winslet and watch her kick-ass acting. Yeah. I was like, this man, yes. He gets it. But yeah, so then we go back to England, and we get our goodbyes. Like, they're going to yes. try to work things out. They're going to try to make it work. Mm-hmm. No rules, no labels. They're going to see what happens, essentially. Mm-hmm. So she gets in the car to leave, and she cries. She ba, finally ba, ba. she finally cries. It's done. Two little teardrops flow out of her yes. eyes and she starts laughing and bounds back down and, the road. And here we have the rom-com chase. <laughs> <laughs> I just love when she finally gets back to the house. Granted, I will say this also, Cameron Diaz is a major props for running in those shoes yes. across a muddy lane. Yes. Because that was a real English lane. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that, No. No, sir. Like, when she hikes to the house at the beginning of the movie, she's in heels. Mm-hmm. Same, these are heeled boots, but they're yeah. still heels. Mm-hmm. No, sir. It's not easy. But yeah, so <laughs> I love when she comes in, and he's just, like, snotty. Yeah. Like, he Graham, has been, like... Graham is all sniffly, like, from crying. He has know. been sobbing. Yes. <laughs> Which he warned her he's a weeper. He did yes. warn her. Yes. And absolutely. so, that's what she says, you know, I thought, you know, I thought I'd have a date since you told me you love me and everything. I feel like Yeah, like, I, you know, it occurred to me, like, why would I ever leave before New Year's Eve? Yeah. Like, you know, it occurred to me, you know, like, you know, you would be my date, which, you know, I'm thinking you will since you said you loved me and all. And, and he says, oh, well, I have the girls New Year's Eve. She's like, sounds perfect. And then they, but they hug. They don't actually kiss, which I kind of yeah. like. They just, he, they go into this really deep, big hug. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the party at Christmas Eve. And like my note on that is just one big happy family. That is just, that is just one big pile of fun. It really is. Because like, the, yeah, there's just so much, like you get to see Miles with the girls, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, I will say the thing I thought was interesting is that Graham is the only one that says I love you in this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like granted, I don't think Miles and... And Iris, and Iris are, are there, there yet. No, they may be by now. Because when she comes in with the drinks for him, he's like, sweetie! Yeah. I was like, I love that. <laughs> and then I also love that you get a Jack Black, Cameron Diaz dance-off. Yes. <laughs> in the middle of this, like, oh really gosh. fun scene. Like, the two of them have a moment, yeah. too. Because they should have. They have nothing yeah. in common. Except for, she may actually know him, which I thought about that later. Well, yeah. Because well, like, he works with... He worked with Ethan. Yeah, so she may have actually known him. I that's That was my assumption, yeah. yeah. Ethan's a twat, so we don't care. <laughs> but yeah, I love the, the dance sequence there. It's so much fun. Yeah. Like, I... I, I yeah, we were worried when we went into this movie how we were going to think about it. And I think it held up for me, at I, least. I think it held up. I... And to be fair, I might be judging it a little more harshly because of the fact that while I was trying to watch it last night, I was like, I had a lot of distractions Mm -hmm. happening. And so I didn't click with it Mm -hmm. as well as like I have in previous years. Like I said, that might be because I I had like other stuff going on. Like I was having to pause the movie to go like take care of stuff and come Mm -hmm. back. And like it might be that it might be just like I was watching it more critically than I like I've ever had to before, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, like it wasn't the 
like the resounding like the you know thing that like I had <laughs> built it up in my mind from like watching it you know previous years, but I still really enjoyed it and like yeah, I I think it definitely holds up. How do the couples work out? I don't. Do know. you think if if we had a holiday too, how would the couples work out? God, I don't know. <laughs> See, I think I think Miles and Iris, even if they don't stay as a couple, they stay friends like all the time. They they I, email I'll, back and forth. I agree with that. Yeah. Even if they don't stay together, they are always going to be in each other's lives. Yeah. In fact, here you go. The holiday too. It's going to start sad. Start to Arthur's funeral. They reconnect. They get together. <laughs> oh my god! Just saying. That's that's the holiday too, right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and as for the other, I don't know. Because see, the thing about about both, really, I, not Iris, but Amanda's job and Miles's job, mm-hmm. you can kind of do it anywhere. Like you could, like she could. I mean, especially nowadays, it's the the movies are mostly done digitally. Mm-hmm. So she could get the get the stuff digitally. It wouldn't even be a big yeah. deal to move her company. Somewhere yeah, else, especially. That's, yeah, that was a thought that I had had. Is like, and or he's a book editor. Graham is. He could also move fairly easily as a book editor. His mom is a high muckety muck in Random House. Mm-hmm. He can go wherever he wants. Yeah, I just but, don't think he'd want to move the girls. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I don't think Graham should. Also, move. Iris can write from anywhere, and she should drop her dead end job and actually go become a book editor herself because she's already editing for Jasper. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> True. I I I kind of like the idea though of of Miles going to of Miles going to yeah. England just just for the like one I'm like the man's a composer yeah. and it's like he could do that anywhere and I'm like but also it's like like he could just record shit at Abbey Road mm-hmm. <laughs> so there we go. Um, it looked like an in home stu- in home studio so that wouldn't even, yeah once again that makes it even easier yeah. Like, if he has an in-home studio, he just needs to figure out, granted, they'll have to probably buy a bigger place <laughs> if they stay together. That'll probably be a necessity. So, yeah, they, I don't know, I think I think Graham and Amanda, because of the kids, have has a possibility. Like, I don't think that they would get serious if she couldn't be serious with the kids. Yeah. And once you're serious and there's kids involved, it changes everything. So I I don't that that's more of an up in the air. I one. see I see like the bigger challenge being Amanda breaking out of her like neurotic workaholic habits, which to be able yeah, to which having the girls would do. She wouldn't be able to maybe. do the work. I, I just yeah. mean like if she's actually going to be there, yeah. and be responsible, she wouldn't be able to do the work as much as she does. I mean, seventy something movie trailers in a year is a lot. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so what do you rate this movie? I'm going to go three and a half right now. Like I said, I'm, I might revise that opinion at a later date, but right now I'm going three and a half. Like, I think it's a, it's a very strong three and a half. I just don't know that I want to give it a full out four. See, mine's a full out four. Yeah. I debated about four and a half because right. for me, it's, it just always works. There's, there's little things that don't, but there's so like, it probably gets a bump because of the old Hollywood mentions and yeah. my love of those. And anytime you start alluding to those or referencing those in movies, i Pretty much all in. I give half of this movie, like, a four. <laughs> I understand. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. It just, like, rewatching it this time, I'm like, my my disenjoyment of a lot of, like, the Amanda and Graham stuff, I'm like, I just, I was like, please, can we just go back to Iris and Miles? That's all I wanted out of life. <laughs> well, it's like you said, I really love the Graham and the kids stuff, so so I have to, yeah, balancing that out, I would say four for like, me. It was solid. Four, but with Graham and the kids, we get, like, five minutes of it. Yeah, like, and I, I do yeah. think it was a mistake not to have more of that. I absolutely think that was a mm-hmm. mistake, which is why it's four and not, like, a four and a half. Yeah. 
But anyway, so that's all that I have. Okay. Anything else? Uh, I have nothing else to add. So I think that'll get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. We will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Facebook and Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.